right, so this morning we're going to be looking at what does the Bible teach us about that connecting together and growing spiritually. Uh, we value the group here. Uh, we have lots of different types of groups. If you're not connected, we'd love to get you connected into a group. Uh, we have groups that meet on Wednesdays. We have Sunday schools that meet on Sundays. Uh, we have groups that meet all during the week to connect and allow you to grow spiritually. So that's what we're going to look at this morning as we are in the series called Back to School. If you've missed any of this series, you can go to our website, all of these uh, messages are there for you to check out. Um, and so when we began, we started talking about the importance of worship and us coming together and this idea of a pep rally, that we are celebrating God and we are excited about what God's doing. And, and you know, I know the week can be a drag and the week can be tough, but the encouragement is when we come here, hopefully we sense the peace and sense the joy of worshiping God together. Uh, then we talked about the idea of um, cafeteria and how that's where we, we gather in a social environment and we connect with each other and we build relationships and how as a church we desire uh, to build those healthy relationships with each other um, so that we can have love for one another and we can have love for the world as we work together. And then today we're going to look at the idea of study hall. How many of you enjoyed study hall when you were in school? How many of you remember nothing about study hall? So I'm in two groups. I break the rules. I'm not supposed to be. I'm supposed to be in one group. I'm in quite a few groups. I need it. <laughs> uh, but I asked this question in my groups, and I, and I said, you know, what do you remember about study hall? And most of them said that they just fooled around in study hall, or they don't remember it at all. But study hall is one of those things I look at, and I think about life. It's one of those things where it can be a great thing if you take advantage of it, and it can be a waste of time if you don't, Right? It can be a great thing, it can be very beneficial if you take advantage of it, and it can be um, a waste if you don't. And so this morning, we're going to look at that question for all of us, me, us, as we, as we dive into God's Word, are we taking advantage of the opportunities God is giving us to grow spiritually? And my question is, are you connecting in a deep spiritual relationship, are you connecting in deep spiritual relationships that spur growth in your life? Are you connecting in these relationships that grow and spur spiritual growth? And I believe that that's what God wants to talk to us about this morning, and so let's precede his words with prayer. If you pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, your name is holy, you are love, you are gracious and you are kind. Thank you for oxygen. Thank you for gravity. Thank you that we can sing um, your praises. And Lord, thank you that we can gather here this morning. Lord, we ask that whatever is happening in heaven would happen here on earth right now. We ask that your spirit would speak to us directly, Lord, as our Father, as our 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 guidance point as the one who directs us in life. We ask you to, to give us right now what we need. Help us, Lord, to hear it clearly. Help us to understand it. Um, and Lord, as we understand your grace, we understand your forgiveness, and we understand that, that you desire this deep relationship with us, and you have forgiven us our sins when we rely and, and repent and live with you. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to, uh, to embrace that and, and to live that out in how we treat others. And Lord, as we navigate this conversation about the importance of growing spiritually with others, the importance of connecting and growing, we ask that you would speak to us. And, and Lord, wherever you want to take us, that as you guide us on that path, that you would protect our hearts, 
You would protect our minds. You would protect our souls that we would hear directly from you and know what you're calling us to. Lord, we, we are excited because we know that all things have been accomplished on the cross and that um, our eternities are set in you. And so, Lord, we have much to celebrate today, much to be grateful for, and, Lord, much to connect around. And so I pray that you would bless us in that. Guide us through this conversation. Give us your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, we're going to be looking and actually continuing the book of Acts, and we'll be looking at Acts chapter 18. Um, Luke is the author of Acts. Luke was well-read, well-educated. Um, he was a, a physician for Paul, um, and he did a very good job of recording the accounts of what happened in the first church so we would have it today. And so this morning, we're going to hear, uh, we're going to learn about uh, three people, three individuals that I believe are great leaders for us today, great examples for us today. And so we're establishing uh, here, uh, Luke is writing about the beginning of the church, the establishment of the church, and these were some of the key leaders, as, as us as a church can look at and say, here are some great leaders that, that can be good examples for us this morning when it comes to connecting with each other and connecting to the mission of Christ. And so we're going to begin in verse 24. It says this, Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with thorough knowledge of the scriptures. And so when you read scriptures that it's referring to the Old Testament, the New Testament had not yet been recorded, and so he had a thorough knowledge up to the place where we're told the Messiah is going to come, and uh, this individual's name was Apollos. I don't know if you've ever heard of Apollos, but he was one of the great leaders of the church when it was founded in the first century, and Apollos uh, comes from Alexandria. Alexandria, named after Alexander the Great. This was a place, it was the second largest city in Rome. This is where the Greek language was being uh, spread to be the language of the world. Uh, if, you're a, if you study these types of things, you've heard of the Septuagint. This is where the Septuagint was established in Alexandria, where they were taking the Hebrew scriptures and they were translating them into Greek so the world could read them and understand them. This was a very learned person. And this morning, if you value truth, if you value uh, precision or, or historical things being uh, kept right, then, then you're going to value Apollos. You're going to connect and relate to Apollos. He was a bit of a guardian in this way. He wanted to guard the truth. He wanted to invest and, and do all that was needed to make sure that things were done accurately. And so he, he invested his time. He invested his life. He took advantage of his study halls so that he would have a thorough knowledge of Scripture. And so when we look at Apollos, we look at someone who was committed to this message, committed to it. Interestingly, and to note also, Apollos was named after Apollo the god, the Greek god, who was, his name meant the destroyer, and he was the god, he was the god of wisdom and prophecy. And ironically, part of Apollos' ministry there in Rome kind of destroyed the mythology of Zeus. And yet his name was prophetic in so many ways. And so here we have someone that is committed and he is engaged and he has committed all of his ability to invest in this message. In verse 25 it says, He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. 
And so he had, a, he had a strong understanding of the Old Testament, so he knew that there needed to be a Savior, a Messiah, and he also understood all the way up to the point where John baptized Jesus, and so he has a, a place of reference that this Jesus is that Messiah that the Old Testament's talking about. But the amazing thing here is that it says he had a fervor, which is like a boiling energy. Um, this word translated is, is to boil with great heat. That Apollos, he wanted everyone to hear this. He wanted everyone to hear this message. And so he had this rare gift of connecting people both with the emotion. How many of you, you kind of, when you make a decision, it's built on emotion, right? And how many of you say, no, I'm, I'm much more of a logical thinker. I, I want to think it out before I make a decision. Apollos had this amazing gift of both the logic and the emotion coming together to share this word. And so he had a fervor to share it. He had a fervor and a desire for this message to be spread throughout the world, and especially throughout Rome, because Rome had such influence in its time. And so he began to speak boldly in a synagogue. He began to speak boldly what he understood and what he knew. And what's amazing is even though he didn't have all the information about Jesus, even though he didn't have all the knowledge about Jesus, what he did have excited him. What he did have excited him. As much knowledge as we have this morning about Jesus, about the gospel, does it excite us? Does it thrill us to know? Is it something that burns within us like it did Apollos? He was also a pioneer because he was taking this message into new territory. He was not afraid. He was going to take it with fervency and passion. But there was an issue, wasn't there? He wasn't completely um, filled in to all the information he needed. And so it's interesting what happens here. Uh, when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, what did they do? They invited him into their home. Priscilla and Aquila, uh, just to give you a little bit of a backstory, they were working with Paul. Um, they had come to this area, and, and they were trained and equipped, and they were leaders within the church, and they had an amazing amount of knowledge and wisdom. And so here, in, in almost like a nurturing sense, they see this young man named Apollos, who's fervent, he's on fire, he's excited about this message, he wants to share this message, and yet they see that there's an issue because he doesn't have the complete knowledge that he needs to be effective. And so what do they do? Priscilla and Aquila, they invite Apollos into their home, and they say, come and we'll train you and we'll teach you. This morning, as you look around your life, as you think about your life, do you sense that calling that was called upon Priscilla and Aquila to reach out to someone who's in need of spiritual growth and connect them, invite them to your house, invite them to your group, invite them to your class? Are you like Apollos where you're saying, I'm excited about this, I have a fervency about this, I want to dive into the deep end, I want my life to count, I want to be on fire for this message, I just need some help to connect better, to be trained and equipped and led. We all have a place in this story. We all have a place to connect. And so here's why they did that. It says, um, and they explained to him the way of God more what? Adequately, right? 
Some of you in this room, you have invested your life in studying and understanding the Word of God, and you have an adequate or above adequate ability to share that with someone else. And there are those of us in this room that need to be open to someone sharing with us and teaching us and training us and equipping us so that we can take the passion that lies within our heart and we can live it out. And the best place that I see that, I, that is role modeled here, a Pr Priscilla and Aquila saw this and, and they took advantage and they said, look, we're going to invite you into our home, Apollos. We're going to train you. We're going to equip you. We're going to make it so you have an adequate knowledge so that you can then go on and be a leader of the church. Do you recognize that Apollos is one of the founding fathers? He established the church. He was up there with Peter and Paul as leaders within the church because Priscilla and Aquila took time to invite him in and, and to invest in his life and to invest in them as a person. Jesus did the same thing with his 12 disciples. He would bring his 12 disciples, 12 that had passion, 12 that had fervor, but 12 that needed guidance. They needed guidance. And he would pull them in on a regular basis. And he would ask questions. As you read through the New Testament, you read all these interesting questions that the disciples had for Jesus. And some of them, I'm sure for Jesus, he had to have patience with them. Because he's saying, "How? why are you asking this question? And yet he invested the God of the universe, the one who, who we talk about and pray to, the one that is above all. He humbled himself to invest into the lives of these 12 on a regular basis to connect to them so they could have spiritual growth, so that they could mature in their faith, so that they could then go and do the same for others. And this example is the example we're given throughout the New Testament of how the church is to operate, that we are to gather into groups and we are to encourage each other and spur each other on to good deeds and to wisdom and to kindness, and to grace. I believe that one of the purposes of the church is for us to connect with each other. Why? So that we can grow spiritually, and we can become what God intends us to be. We all have a great opportunity to connect deep spiritual relationships that spur growth. We all have the opportunity within this room this morning to connect deeply, connect so deeply so that we can grow spiritually and spur us off to new growth. Apollos could never have become what he became if Priscilla and Aquila did not invite him into their home and train him. Apollos could never have become what he became if he wasn't willing to go when the invitation was given. A study hall is a great thing if you take advantage of it. And it is a waste if you do not. This morning, one of, the, one of the major values we have as a church is to work very diligently to allow all of us, to give every one of us a place to connect and grow spiritually. We think that is so valuable and so important. This is so important for me personally as well. I know this morning as, as you've come here, I don't know everyone's story. I don't know what you've been going through, but I'm sure there's challenges. I'm sure there's difficulties. I'm sure there's things that are stressing you out. I'm sure that there are things that, that keep you up at night sometimes. 
And I can tell you from personal experience that being a part of a group, being part of a, a, a community that I'm connecting to and I can share my thoughts, I can share my heart, I can share my, my hurt and my celebrations is the, is the joy of each week for me. I don't like to get up early, but I like to get up early when I'm seeing the guys that I know care about me and I care about them. And I can tell you the highlights of my week, the highlights of my week are being in a group and listening how God is moving and what he's doing and just hearing about life, real life, from, from brothers, from people that are, that are traveling through different things. And I think one of the greatest gifts I could offer you, this church could offer you, is close, deep friendships. Deep friendships that are not just about football, <laughs> but are about your hurts and your heart and your spirit and your life, right? Deep, meaningful, powerful relationships that you can count on, that you can trust in. I can tell you every time I come into these groups, I'm smiling because I'm happy to be there because I know the benefit it brings to my life. And my encouragement to you this morning is whatever God is saying to you, whether you sense he's saying, you're my Aquila, you're my Priscilla, I want you to invite people into your life so that you can help them grow spiritually. Or maybe you're saying, I need an Aquila or a Priscilla to invite me in because I need spiritual growth. Wherever you are on that, I just pray that we would recognize how valuable that truly is and how important it is that when he calls us to that, that we respond. Because so much is at stake. So much for you and for me. So what is God telling you? What is God telling you this morning? Here's this amazing story of Apollos. He has passion for the Lord, but he needs direction. Two wonderful women, Priscilla and Aquila, who are leaders that are educated, that can lead and guide. They invite him in. And today we talk about them because of the impact they've made for all time. What is God saying to you this morning? What is he encouraging you to do? Will this be something that you take advantage of? Or will it be something that we don't. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for your love. We are grateful that you have not put us here on earth alone. And Lord, even here at Gaten, so many wonderful people, so many, so many people that care, so many people that love each other and love you and Lord, I pray that you would continue to work in our church, that you would allow us, Lord, to invite more into our home, invite more into our lives, so they can be encouraged, so they can grow. And Lord, whatever you're speaking into our hearts, whatever you're speaking into our lives, I pray, Lord, that you would give us the boldness, that you give us the courage to follow that calling. 
Lord, I'm thankful for the great leaders we have in this church that do invite, that do invest. Lord, I thank you for Catherine and Emma. I thank you for our Sunday school teachers, our life group leaders, those who work with the children, those who work with the youth. Lord, I thank you for the investment that is made in in building these relationships. I pray that you would expand it, that you would grow it. And Lord, if there's someone in this room who doesn't feel connected, they don't have that place of of growth in their life, those people that they can look to, I pray, Lord, you would supply them with that, that they would find that, and Lord, that you would bless them in that way. Lord, I thank you for the hope we have in you. I thank you for the truth we have in you. Help us to not just be hearers of the word, but to be doers. And we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning as we sing our final song, if if the Lord is speaking to your heart and you just need someone to pray with, you need someone to talk to, I'll be at the cross. Uh, We have leaders here that would love to meet with you and and encourage you and pray for you. And so if you don't know Christ as your Savior or you need something that you need to have prayed over, please come see me so that we can work together and pray together. Let's stand and sing.